The following shiur is delivered by Rabbi Mordechai Lebhar, Rosh Kolel at Link of Los Angeles. For more information or shiurim, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. Parashat Naso has a pasuk in it that we learn a very fundamental principle that expands to many different subjects. It expands to the subject of Kashrut extensively. It's one of the DNAs of Kashrut. It extends to the topic of Matzah, and it extends to the topic of Berachot. And this is the topic of Tam Ke'ikar, which means that the taste of something that it imparts into something else is ke'ikar, is like the thing itself. And it's learned in Parashat Naso, Vav, Pasuk Gimel, when it talks about what a nazir is able to consume, and it says the following, Miyayin v'shechar yazir, chometz yayin, what type of wine, and uh, and fermented wine, which is uh, vinegar wine, and chometz shechar, and beer wine, exactly what that means, lo yishte, he shouldn't drink, Vechol mishrat anavim lo yishte, and any uh, soaked uh, grapes he shouldn't drink from. So the Gemara Masechet Psachim learns from over here two different halachot. Rabbi Akiva learns that this is coming to teach us the concept of heter mitzaref la'isur, which is a concept that if a nazir is going to have bread that is dipped in wine. Although there isn't a full amount, although there isn't a full kezait that he is having of wine, but the bread is mitztaref to the isur of the wine and it is forbidden. But then the Gemara Masechet Psachim in Daf Memdalid Amudbet says that according to the Rabbanan, Mishrat is coming to teach us the principle of Tamke Ikar, that taste that's imparted in something. And he gives a different example. It says if you have grapes that were soaked in water, and you have the taste of water in that's imparted in those grapes, so you will, and, and a Nazir is going to drink that water, he is also liable because tam ki'ikar. What exactly is tam? What exactly is taste? So Rashi teaches us in Masechet Avodazara that the two examples of this, either milk that fell into meat, and although... Uh, the milk dissolved into the meat. It is called tam, and it's a, it, it should, it is called tam ki'ikar, and there is going to be a big machloket if tam ki'ikar is the oraita or the rabbanan. We're going to see that lehalacha, we follow the opinions that tam ki'ikar is the oraita. But Rashi says that that's considered chalav, or chalev, or, um, dissolved fats that, uh, that go into a mixture. That is called Tam Ki'ikar. Tosfot disagrees in Masechet Avodazarad of Samech Zainam Aleph. And Tosfot disagrees. And Tosfot is of the opinion that Chelev, that fat that goes into um, meat or anything else and it dissolves, that is Tam and it's not Ki'ikar. And that is subject to the Machloket of Tam Ki'ikar is the Oraita. But if Milk goes into meat, Tosfot says, that's not called tamki ikar, that is called ikar mamash. That is called the thing itself. And the rashash, 
in the back of the Gemara asks, why would it, why would milk falling into meat be any different than fat going, dissolving into something? And the Rashash and the Prichadash as well in Simantaf Membet of, uh, Hilchot Pesach, they explain the following concept, that when fat goes into something else, it loses its original shape. That it was, con- it was congealed shape, and now it's going into a different shape. When something changes shape, that's called tam. Or if something is a extraction, like we see over here that the, that the, that the juice of the grapes is an extraction, even if it's not done through bishul, that's also tam. Or the case of the Gemara in Masechet Psachim gives as well, is if you have a, um, any taste that comes out of a pot, or if meat would have fell into milk and you take the meat out, so the whatever is expulged out of the if that meat, whatever is 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 comes out of that meat that is plita that is also considered tam. But Tosfot says that milk into meat that is not called tam. That is the same thing that it was outside is in, in, is inside. That is not called tam. That is called ikro umamasho shel isur. And therefore, Tosfot calls that. That's nothing to do with the machloket of tamki ikar or not. And therefore, it is going to be asur uh, because it's called mamasho shel isur. That is the opinion of Tosfot. Now, uh, there is a machloket though whether tamki ikar is the oraita or not. For, so, for example, if you have meat that fell into milk and you took the meat out and now you have the milk only, or if you have um, or if you have any absorption from a pot that goes into food. It's within 24 hours. There's a machloket if that taste is called uh, ikar, or in other words, if that taste is de oraita, or if that taste is de rabanan. It's a machloket. Tosfot, um, Tosfot, in uh, Rabbi Nutam, many rishonim say that tamki ikar is de oraita. Rashi in Masechet Chulin says that tamki ikar is de rabanan. Um, we are posek lehalacha, the Shulchan Aruch in Yoredea Siman Tzadichet, is that Tamki Ikar is the Oraita. And therefore, uh, practically speaking, we look at any absorption as it is like the thing itself. Now, uh, the Sefer Afike Yam Chelek Bet Siman Lamed Bet brings in the name of Rav Chaim Brisker an, an interesting question. If you have a person who is sick on Shabbat, and he had a choice whether to take uh, whether whether to take um, uh, soup, uh, non-kosher soup, or to be shochet an animal. What would be better? Both are options that would help him out. But is it better to have kasher food to shech the animal, or to have non-kosher food? So usually you're not allowed to have. It's better to shech because. Uh, we say that 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 the that non kosher food is is disgusting to a person. He he won't really want to eat it. Other reasons as well. But over here, it's the taste of food, and it could be the taste of food. According to Rashi's opinion, is dirabanan. So since it's only dirabanan, according to one opinion, maybe it's better to take that and 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 not to be shochet. So the Afikayam says he doesn't think so. Since we are posek that tamki ikar is the oraita. We are posek in an absolute form that tamki ikar is the oraita with no sfikot whatsoever. And therefore, it would be better to be shochet than to have a, a, a soup that has taste in it because the soup that ta- has taste in it 
is absolutely considered a Isur de Oraita. There is room to contend with this, but if we would take this, um, this, uh, um, this conclusion that Tamki Ikar is de Oraita, it could apply to many different areas in the Torah. Obviously, in all of the DNA of Kashrut, whenever you have transfer of tastes, uh, the basis of the transfer of taste is to assume that anything that gives taste up to obviously if it is batel, which is usually in 60, doesn't give taste, but up to 60 uh, and it gives taste, we are talking about a, uh, a Torah violation. But this does apply to other areas and that's my subject that I wanted to speak about today, which is uh, how does this apply in the laws of brachot? What do I mean by this? There are many... There are many uh, different scenarios where uh, a person is eating food that has different ingredients in it. For example, if one is going to have a cake and the ingredients in the cake call for flour and eggs and sugar and there are cakes where there is a large amount of sugar, a large amount of eggs, margarine, other very uh, chocolate, other very good ingredients. And if you take a look at the flour, maybe it's 30%. Sometimes it'll be 20%. Sometimes it'll be 40%. But it won't be the majority. And a person decides to have only a kezayit of the cake. He doesn't have much of the cake. He only has a kezayit of the cake. So, uh, let's say a ruglach or a cake, baklava, there are other uh, types of, um, of 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 more um, modern day uh, of more I'm sorry uh, old day Arabic food. There's something called that the Ziv Chetzedek brings in Siman Kufiud Bet Rachat Chalkum that is made from a lot of that that is made from flour but a lot of sugar. So those things you do not have a kezayit of flour and the bracha. On the, 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 the bracha rishona, the bracha that you have beforehand is unquestionably mezonot. Because, uh, as long as you have flour that's given there for taste, even if it's not the majority, the bracha is boremini mezonot, like the Shulchan Aruch writes in Siman Reshchet Siv Bet. That is not a question. The question is the after biracha. The question is the after biracha, because on one hand, you didn't have a kezayit you didn't have a kezayit within the allotted time amount to make a bracha acharuna of aramichya. Nevertheless, the Shulchan Aruch writes in Siman Reshchet, Seiftet, that indeed, Irev kemach dochan v'shar minekitniot in kemach dagan. If you have a mixture of, of, um, of different types of grain together with uh, with, with flour, and you cooked it, you make a bracha of boremin mezot and alamichia. And the Shulchan Aruch says, Afalpi she'en bo kezayit bikdea achilat pras, even if there is no kezayit within a, a time period of achilat pras, which we'll say for argument's sake right now, four minutes, you still make le basof alamichia. Unless you cook it, then you would make a, a, a bore nefashot, which is another subject. But if you bake it, you would make an alamichya. Why do you make an alhamichya? 
according to the Shulchan Aruch, even if you didn't eat a kezayit of flour. Indeed, the Gaon Mivilna argues on the Shulchan Aruch, and the Gaon Mivilna vehemently holds that you cannot make an alamichia if you didn't have a kezayit bigde achilat pras. Even if you didn't have a kezayit bigde achilat pras. The Mishnah Berurah in Siman Reshchet, Sivkatan Memchet addresses this, and he writes uh, that cakes, he calls it sugar lekach, sugar cakes, that you, that, that don't have a kezaik de achilat pras, nevertheless, one would make an alamichia. And he asks, why would that be? He says, that seems to be the minhaga olam, that seems to be the, um, the common custom to say alamichia. And he asks, why would the custom be to make an alamichia, since you don't have a kezaik of flour that you are eating in the required amount of time? And he struggles with this, and he said, maybe, he says, maybe the reason is, because the spices, like the sugar, which is considered a, a tavlin for this, it's coming to, to make the flour better, is machshir eta ochel, it's coming to fix the food, it, it, it could becomes included into the shiur, and therefore, he says, that is the custom to make an alamichya. Nevertheless, it's good to have the amount of kemach bekdeh achilat pras, it's good to have a few ruglach, we'll call it, in order to make sure that you have the proper amount of kezait. Not only the minimal amount of kezait, but even more than that. Rav Moshe Feinstein in Igrot Moshe, Chelek Aleph, Orachayim Siman Aleph, Ayin doesn't agree with the Mishnah, he says it doesn't make sense what he is saying. Uh, the Gaon Mivyola makes perfect sense. If you need to have flour of a shiur of flour in order to make an alamichya. Obviously, the Mishnabura understood that since the flour is giving taste, it is considered tam ke'ikar, it is considered like it is the tam. And over here we have an understanding in tam ke'ikar means that it'll basically drag on with it and it will transform everything with it for a shi'ura bracha acharona to a point that the Shulchan Aruch writes in Hilchot Pesach, Simentaf Nun Gimel, that if you have, uh, if you have um, a mixture of rice flour together with uh, wheat flour, and the wheat flour gives taste into the right flour, what, rice flour, it could be you fulfilled your obligation of eating matzah because the, the, the rice flour is nigrar, it follows the regular flour to make a proper bracha of alamichya, or, uh, or in this case to be, to, to fulfill your obligation of amotzi, and of, of amotzi matzah. Which it leads us to a very interesting, uh, an interesting uh, uh, a halacha that if you would have cake and you know that you don't have a kezayit of flour, and but you still had a kezayit of the food, the other ingredients would be mitzdaref to be considered uh, 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 that to be considered that you that you uh, that you fulfilled your obligation. Now, the question at hand. The question at hand is how are we posek like this Shulchan Aruch Halachale And Rav Ovadia Yosef in Chazon Ovadia um, Sefer on Brachot of uh, Kuvtsadi writes that one should really have a Kezayit Kedeh Achidat Pras. And he brings that the Shulchan Aruch's opinion indeed is even if you have less than Kedeh Achidat Pras you could make an Alamichya and there are those who follow that. Nevertheless, and Rav Avadya says there is yesh dvarav lepanim bahalacha shemufurash b'divim maran that it seems to be that maran holds that way. Nevertheless, 
uh, since it's a Sefik Brachot, it's better to eat a Kezayit Kedei Achidat Pras. Be- it's better to eat a Kedei Achidat Pras. However, the Matei Yehuda, Rav Yehuda Ayash, and Siman Reshchet, Sifkatan Dalid, says that when you have a Kezayit of Kedei Achidat Pras, in the, in the, if you have a Kezayit in the food of Kedei Achidat Pras, all of the food transforms into becoming uh, dagan, so you have to have kezayit kedei achilat pras, and it transforms to be dagan. And the reasoning would be like the Gemara in Masechet Avodazara writes: Kol mamasho If you have taste and it's considered like mamasho, it's considered like it's present because there's enough of of flour in there to be a kedei achilat pras. You'd have to make a bracha of alamichia. So the uh, the 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 proper halacha would be by these cakes. Even if you do not have a shiur of alamichya, but there is enough to, uh, to 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 have kedei achidat pras in the food, even if you didn't have uh, so many raglach, so much baklava, so much of this rachat chalkum to be able to be eaten, uh, uh, to, to to be able to say that you had a kezayit of flour, but nevertheless, the shulchan aruch says you could still make an alamichya. Rav Ovad Yosef, as I mentioned, said that it's better to eat more to be yotze, but uh, it's 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 not it would not be considered a bracha levatana if one made an alamichia. That is that is for sure. So that is uh, the interesting halacha that comes out in this concept that we learned of tamki ikar that expands to many many different areas and to berachot as well. Chazaku baruch. This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halacha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halakhic consultation, monetary beddin services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic halakha journal, or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at the shc.org to subscribe.